0: This is Preggers Can Be Choosers, the fourth and more postpartum support group where we offer peer to peer support for each other. We would love to have you join in the conversation live every other Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Need a reminder? Sign up for text alerts to join us at tapit.us backslash jdoa5. Are you listening and finding this podcast helpful? Let us know on our Facebook page at Pruggers Can Be Choosers or become a supporter at anchor.fm backslash pcbc backslash support. Need someone to talk to now? The Postpartum International or PSI Warm Line is 1-800-944-4PPD or 1-800-944-4773. We love you, and you are not alone.
1: Hola, mi gente. It's Rowan here at Preggers Can Be Choosers, and this is your fourth and more trimester support group, also known as After Birth. And we're a group of folks that come together to support each other while pregnant and postpartum and whatever else you got going on. My name is Rowan here in Houston. Midwife, one-third of Prager's Can Be Choosers. Dr. Bly, she's our mental health director. She'll be popping in later. And Mary is in the room with me currently holding it down, and she's encapsulating boric acid capsules as we speak. What is that? Boric acid capsules are uh, used to control BV and vaginitis and uh, yeast infections. So there's a link to that on preggers Can Be Choosers website if you need that. And if you don't, that's okay too. So let's check in.
2: Hi, I'm Tiffany. Um, I am stay-at-home mom of two girls, six and four. Um, we are preparing our family to get back on schedule so that we can start virtual learning 100%, as well as my husband 100% virtually teaching um, middle school history. Um, So yeah, uh, welcome to
3: almost September. Where did 2020
4: go? Hey, I'm Bev, um, mom of four. And we've been struggling pretty hard with uh, virtual school. today we basically quit at like 10 a.m. just couldn't do it anymore everyone's mental health is suffering like majorly and um like someone at least one person cries every day it's just not like possible to do with four kids um so that's where we're at i'm really trying to decide what like if we're gonna keep going um our school is supposed to be opening in person in a couple weeks from now, but I don't even know if we're going to be able to do a couple more weeks of this. Um, and also, hurricane is coming, so yay.
5: Okay, hey, I'm Maggie, mom of two, and I have a, Eight week old and just moved across country and I'm living in organized chaos is what I'm gonna call it. It's it's almost organized but it's still really chaotic Um, and I have spent my morning enrolling my child in virtual learning because it doesn't start up here until the 8th of September.
3: Hey, I'm Caitlin, a uh, mom of two.
6: Um, my son went back to school last Monday, so this is his second week, but we'll see if he even gets to do a full second week because of the hurricane coming. So,
1: yeah. Hey, y'all. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk after birth style. And what are we doing? So for those who are listening later, it's, uh, oh look, here's my sister signing in as me. Um, For those of us who live in Houston, or those who are listening later, so we live in, some of us live in Houston. That's where the ground zero is for this group. And uh, hurricanes are a part of life here in Houston. And last one we had was Harvey. And that was a big fucking shit show. So uh, those who are of us who are hurricane prepping, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? What's the plan?
6: For us, we live in the rural country, so prepping for us just looks a little bit different um, because we pretty much can guarantee we are going to be without power for an unknown number of hours or days. So for us, that means me changing the oil in our generator, um, making sure we have our gas cans filled so that we can keep the generator running, basically just to power um, fridge freezer fans because it's Houston and hot as fuck. and then we're usually okay because we can cook whatever we want because our whole house is propane. So we're able to use our stove or our barbecue. Um, but I guess that's kind of what prepping looks like for us because we we know that we didn't flood during Harvey. So it's unlikely for us to need to do that. So um, prepping is just different based on your general location too, right? So that's what prepping looks for looks like for us and making sure that we have uh, entertainment for the kids and charging all possible phones, tablets, batteries,
3: backup batteries, etc um, before tonight
1: Dr. B, why don't you uh, intro now that you're chewing and also share what you're doing for hurricane prep?
7: What am I doing? Mm, i'm worried about my car. <laughs> which is a really interesting um, thing to be worried about. So, and then all our extra shit cause we're decluttering like uh nut bar people. And we have shit on the porch and shit on the driveway cause we're trying to sell all our marquee letters and just decluttering. So we gotta bring it in or lock it down or put it under our heads or something. I don't know. It's kind of like, I knew it was coming, but all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, like that might be tomorrow. Um, so we had a little hurricane meeting in the kitchen this morning, consisted of Rowan and I, um, and I sent my husband a text. He'd already gone to work, he works on an ambulance. So I was like, hey, can you run my storage and get our five gallon uh, water things that we take camping so we can just put water. In them? Like usually we don't run out of water, but since that huge grody main break that we had, I guess it was last year, I was like, well, you know, we Houston and our mains and our water storage kind of sucks here. so." Let's go ahead and plan ahead. So, that's kind of what we're doing. And, you know, we have uh, plenty of things to entertain us. I did make today a list of things, like if I'm not busy, because um, we're all used to, like, last time when we had Harvey, I had patients, but they either didn't have internet, or didn't have childcare, or, you know, they weren't prepared to just like keep talking about our feelings. I was just kind of like on standby, um, but now everybody's used to like they've got groceries, they're not going anywhere, they figured out what to do with their kids, um, but they may not want to talk about their feelings. So I'm just like going to be really open and fluid and helpful. Um, but if it turns out that I have a lot of free time, I now have a free time list because. Rowan and I work apparently harder than anybody else my father knows, and he's known a lot of people, so <laughs> yeah, Tiffany's nodding her head over there, um, like I just got off the internet right now with setting up my big fancy business phone number with Google, like getting it switched over from just like, I mean, thanks Tiffany, um, from just me, because I'm getting ready to hire a provider or two, so I now need like the press one, so I had to like talk to them and be like how do I still receive texts and still, this is my number. And so we just like spent three hours doing that. Um, Me and Jose, who I heart by the way, he takes my um, jokes with a grain of, I don't know, sand, salt. I don't know the name of that saying, but so that's what we're doing over here, making a list of things we can do when there's nothing to do. Um, Hopefully we'll have at least power, even if we lose like internet or something. I still wanna sew. So, and I'm not really good with like, a needle and thread, you know, uh, Little House in the Prairie. I love that show, but I would never survive it. So I think that's what's going on over here. I feel like super rushed. Sorry, I just like blew in here. Um, and I don't know why it says I'm preggers, because I'm not. I'm logged in under me. More of this internet stuff that I just don't get. It's what happens when you own five businesses, I guess. Big girl problems over here.
1: Um, I'm going to ask Sarita to check in if she's here, but last, during Harvey, we had everything ready, and then it was like, because Harvey came on a Friday night, right, so I remember, like, it was about 10 o'clock, and I realized that I was going to be in my in my sister's house with my brother-in-law <clears throat> with no weed, so I for sure went and did a weed run, to like in the middle of night and it was like that calm right before you know and I was w- visiting a friend who sold to me and we hadn't seen each other a long time and we were having like such a good time you know and I wasn't even smoking with her. I was just like visiting enjoying visiting her and the, I was like oh you know it's like one in the morning I need to go home and the next day that tree came down it was one of those huge oaks so that's what I did so one of in our our meeting today we're like so how much weed is there because like really need to make sure my brother-in-law you know stays you know, happy. But I don't know if he'll even do it now since he works as a medic. He wasn't working as a medic before. So that was the the beginning conversation. How much weed is in this house, okay? So, all right, Sarita, check in with me and tell me how you're feeling and uh, what are you doing for uh, hurricane prep, if anything.
3: Good morning, y'all. Right now I'm going to
8: go clean up my house. I just dropped my kids off to the... um, to the sitter so I can get some stuff handled. Uh, i pretty much got all the, all the candles and stuff that I need. I just need more water. Not getting candles this time because my son almost set my house on fire. But he put a car, yeah, he put a car in the candle and yeah, so I'm not getting no more candles. <laughs> After that, I just got rid of candles. I'm gonna get some flashlights and probably do like the um, what 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 you want to call it, the electric, like the ones that got like the little battery in it. Those kind of candles, maybe. But as far as candle candles, not doing that this, this time. But um, pretty much preparing now.
1: How are you feeling?
8: Um, I'm actually feeling pretty good. I went to a spiritual shop yesterday. And when I went to the spiritual shop, I got uh, amethyst crystal. He, um, the guy did one of a, a spiritual reading on me. Basically I, what he told me was I had three amps that had attached to me. From wherever I had visited and it was making me very cranky and angry. So the crystals, the amber disc crystal is supposed to help with the mental state. It's supposed to help with insomnia and all of that. And I slept really, really good last night. So I'm in a very good spirit. This morning.
1: Right on, right on. Way to use all your tools, babe. I love that. I love that. Okay. Well, did everybody check in? Yeah, we got everybody. All right. No. Yeah, Tiffany, you checked in. Okay, Beverly. All right. So which direction are we going to go in here? What, what's our – does anybody have a flaming topic that they need to look at? Or uh, I think we're going to talk about trying to figure out school stuff, but I don't know.
5: what. What's hot? I vote, I vote school stuff. I vote how, you know, Bev, I'm kind of curious as to – hearing how it's been going for you. Caitlin, you said that your kid is back in school. I don't know if that meant physically or if that meant virtually, but um, I'd like some feedback on how kids are gearing back up. Oh, he's in person. Okay, um, gearing back up for, uh, I guess, virtual learning and how Bev, would, uh, tell me all of the things that are going wrong so that I can learn from them.
4: um okay everything (laughs) i'm sorry i'm just being honest like i don't want to make anyone else freak out but like it's what i've been saying this whole time is if you have you know one kid or maybe two kids i can see it working out but any more than that it is not set up for a larger family it's just not like Everyone gets on their first Zoom meeting at 8.30, and they're all getting different directions at different times, and I need to be there for each one of them at the same time. Um, to help them with logging into this website, logging into that app, you know, looking through, like, learning about how to look through your assignments and how to get to your assignments and, like, passwords and usernames and, and what time is this Zoom meeting and, like, 8.30 it starts, but then after that, everyone has different things going on at different times and needs help with literally everything, and I'm chasing a baby around and... You know, my fourth grader is crying about I don't understand this math, and the teacher can only do so much with twenty kids in an online class that she can't physically help, and so it's just absolutely impossible. I really don't know what else to say. Like, if if you have um, if you have one or two kids, like you'll probably be fine. But my I think my situation is just like. I can't possibly, like, help all these kids with everything, um, it's just, it's been a bitch, um, and in order for, in order for me to go around and, like, help everyone with everything they need to do, we would literally be working all day until they go to bed, like, we would be, we would be doing school all day long, and we can't, none of us can do that, so, um, I don't know, but before you, before you start, my advice is get all the information you can in one place and any username or password they need, write it down. You know, like any apps that they need, make sure it's already downloaded, like make sure that the school is giving you any piece of information you need. For every Zoom meeting, write down that Zoom ID and, and password because you're gonna need like different Zoom meetings for different times for different kids. And you're, you know, it's just like constantly like trying to figure out, okay, what time are you supposed to be doing that? And it's, so write everything down right in
5: front of you. That's like the only real advice I can give you. You said write down the Zoom IDs. Are they doing, so like one kid is having multiple different Zoom ID numbers? Yes. And they're not just like, oh, like instantly being sent to the computer? Only one of my
4: kids has one teacher. Um, The other, my fourth grader has three teachers, different Zoom IDs for each one. Um, my, My six year old has three teachers. Why my six year, my six year old is trying to figure out how to log into three different Zoom meetings at different times and go back and forth and find his assignments and it's just not like it's not working. I I don't know why I have no idea.
5: <gasps> Tiffany, do you, does your husband have any uh notes input on um how to prepare? <laughs> he
2: starts as a teacher on thursday and then classes start on the 8th so on thursday (laughs) i guess he'll be getting like his schedule his expectations and and whatnot um he is a history teacher from middle school so any of the kids that he's teaching i'm assuming are going to have like Bev was saying, multiple teachers, and you know, if it's it's going to be probably multiple logins. Um, they were notified over the summer that their district is like changing platforms. I guess they're going away from Google Meet and using something else. Um, Blackboard. I think so. Yeah. Um, On his end, like I personally still don't really know what it is going to look like for him as a teacher and like what his expectations are for his students. Um, But from looking at just uh, a schedule for a teacher and a friend of mine is also enrolling her kid in pre-K, she let me look at her kid's schedule. And it is like they're expecting each kid in a full day of learning from like eight to three or eight to four with about 30 minutes break for lunch. So, if you're a parent who's teaching your kid at home, are you supposed to meal prep for five days so that your kid has enough time to even eat lunch? Like, imagine. Bev trying to make lunch in thirty minutes for five, six people in her house, and then everyone eat, and then everyone get back to class in four different classes. Like that's I it's just ridiculous. Um, Bev, if you had a magic wand and could get one or two tools or resources to help you, like what what would you think would be at the very top of your list?
4: I'm a personal chef. <laughs> no, I, I really don't, I can't, less work, less, less work, the kids can't possibly keep up. And um, I'm seeing a lot of like other kids in the Zoom meetings, you know, my kids' classmates, I'm seeing them go without any help from parents who I'm assuming are dealing, either dealing with other kids or working. Whether working from home or not, like, they can't be there, and a lot of these kids are going without any direction at all, and um, I, I don't know how to simplify it. I don't know what the answer would be, what resources would help, but Um, like basically just we can't expect the kids to get all the things done in this situation that we do at school like it's not it's not possible
3: Um,
5: I'm also curious about the the social aspect of things because I know, especially at my kid's age, he's going, he's going to be in pre-K and like, this is when he learns boundaries. This is when he learns, you know, oh, this kid doesn't want to play this game. I need to learn to go and do this. So I'm, I'm curious how, is it, is it, at pre-K, is it his, his virtual learning just going to be a bunch of sing-alongs? Which is fine, but at the same time, How is he going to, how are they going to teach that social interaction for when they do open back up so that my kid's not like in someone's face like this. Hey guys, do you want to play with me? What do you, what's my favorite color screen? You know what I mean? Like, so it's, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious how to see how things are going to go. I don't know the ages of your kids, Bev, but I think you have a pre-K kid.
3: Yeah, maybe. Um.
5: I have
4: one in
5: one in first grade, one in second grade, and one in fourth grade. Okay, so um, yeah, my I'm I'm curious to see how the social aspect is supposed to be engaged in the classroom setting that's virtual. Like, are am I calling on like, oh, Rowan? Let's call on you. And like, y- y- I know you can't see everybody on the screen all the time, especially if there's twenty something kids in the class. Like. I don't know how are they handling how are they handling that it's
4: hard and I would say especially my second grader is struggling because she is on the spectrum and already um we already have a hard time with uh social interactions and being on a zoom meeting is makes it way harder and you know all the kids are like raising their hand or like they don't understand that like The teacher can't see that they're raising their hand like this, you know. And then my, my daughter gets really emotional and says, everyone's ignoring me. Like no one, no one's talking to me. And I'm like having a really hard time trying to explain the teacher can't see you. You know, you have to make sure you're going like this. (laughs) And um, she's, she's gotten on there a few times and unmuted herself and says, I'm not learning anything or, you know, she's just very, and I've had to email the teacher like, hey, like, she's on the spectrum, so please don't think she's just an asshole, like, she, she's having a really hard time, we're having a hard time over here, so, yeah, it's, I would say it's it's been hard for everyone, but especially her, it's, like, more emotional for her than anyone.
3: I'm not gonna lie, I,
8: Um, My daughter, she's supposed to start pre-K this year, but I decided not to even send her because I feel like that's too much to even deal with. My daughter already knows pretty much everything. I don't need somebody else to tell, to virtually do the same stuff that I'm doing at home. So I decided not to even send her. I was excited at first before all of the virus and stuff was going on to send her to school this year because she'll be around other kids. but just to put her on a tablet or whatever to pretty much face chat with other students i just don't see a a point of it in my opinion because it's not going it's really not going to help her with learning i mean she knows all of it so it's not i just decided not to even send her just waking up at the same time every day to get on FaceTime with a couple students when she could just FaceTime her her regular friends after school. I just, I didn't even go through the motions of that.
2: I am right there with you, Sarita, because I, I Um. I almost didn't register Willow because of the same kind of reasons. And I think my husband talked me into it because he's a teacher. And um, just seeing that her big sister is gonna be doing virtual first grade. So it's almost like it's gonna keep her occupied and keep the two of them on the same schedule kind of, like that they'll both be doing virtual school. Um, but at the same time, it's like, what what are they going to be teaching on a computer that I can't do at home? So it was kind of like a 50-50 thing. And Maggie, I did see my friend's pre-K schedule, and they do kind of break it up into like, here's math, this is language, but they do get two 30-minute blocks of, like, it says, like, free play at home. So they expect you to just go and play.
5: Yeah, go and play, but with who? So it's, like, again, one of those situations where they're not going to be learning the social aspect, which I, I don't think that a lot of parents are pushing for kids to go back to school or not go back to school are are realizing like that going to school is a huge social learning experience for kids, not just not just like a you know, formal education. Um teach my kid all day long A B C is how to read and all of how to count, add, but I can't teach him boundaries with other kids without having other kids around. So Um, Also, Bev, I'm like super proud of your daughter saying, I'm not learning anything, like, good for her. She's not being an asshole, she's telling them. Let her her speak up with that voice. Yeah, she's pretty good at that.
4: (laughs) I like Um, it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I just thought of something, though, when you were talking about resources. So, this is something that not everyone is gonna be able to do, but if you have extra devices in your home, be ready to use them, extra iPads, computers, whatever, um, because you are opening, they're expecting you to open several different applications at once. And if you can have one, one laptop or tablet for a Zoom meeting and then another one in front of you for opening you know, Canvas or whatever it is, do that. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's really hard to teach kids how to go back and forth, like listen to a Zoom meeting and go back and forth between that and what they're supposed to be working on. Um, Our school was handing out um, uh, iPads and laptops to borrow. So we got two iPads and one um, laptop. The laptop ended up being the only thing that actually worked. Um, Luckily, I had an iPad. My boyfriend has an iPad that he brought home from work. And then their dad had to bring tablets from his house, their extra tablets over here so that we can have, so all together now we have enough devices so that they can each have two devices at a time, which is like stupid, ridiculous, but that is the best thing to do. I know not everyone is going to have access to all that, but if you can
3: do it. So my son did his some of his pre-K um,
6: through the spring, and when we all went to COVID, and one of the things that um, his teachers did is because he was pre-K, like his class is um, kids age three to six, right? So there's a big age range in his classroom. Um, they broke it up into smaller groups um, so that like he was only with the second year primary students instead of just... Um, So he was with kids of his own age. And then it broke that classroom down into a much smaller size. Um, And they would only do one hour of lessons a day, um, one hour per day. Um, And they did it like Mondays and Wednesdays were language and Tuesdays and Thursdays were math. And then one day was Spanish and they would just sing songs or they would um, repeat lessons or things like that. And then they would send um, materials home to reinforce those things. Um, but they, they were emphasizing the fact that, you know, emotionally, these kids are not going to want to be on a tablet and sit and learn for hours and hours at a time. Um, so the other thing as far as Maggie, they, what they did socially was, um, after each lesson or something, they would actually leave just all of the kids' microphones on so that they could talk to their friends. Um, and I know that sounds really weird, but like that was one of those things that really helped my son because he wanted to talk to his friends, you know, and then that gave us the opportunity to like extend our, our phone numbers to their, his friends, families and things like that so that they could FaceTime or whatever, um, because that's part of it too, right, is like it's, we, they need some kind of interaction, but I guess, um, They'll get that physical interaction at some point, but we have we just have we're trying to do the best we can with what we have, and that was something that worked for his class and his friends and his and our family um, with something like that.
2: Caitlin, how is he enjoying like being back in class? Um, and I, I know you were a little bit like apprehensive as to like what your coming home routine would be like, um, just checking in on how things are going with being in person class. That
6: was probably the best decision we could have ever made for our family. Um, it is absolutely 100 the right choice for us. He like is starting to get tired of us going, oh, we can't do that because of the virus. And so for him to have this, He's the oldest in his class now. So he's like one of the leaders and he knows, you know, he, he's the one having to set the example for the three-year-olds in his class, right? So he loves that. There's only 10 kids in his class instead of um, the normal 24 and he still has two teachers. Um, I don't know. Everything feels really safe with our school because they are taking so many precautions um because he doesn't have to leave his classroom to go to the bathroom he doesn't have to leave his classroom to eat he doesn't have to leave like once he's there he's in his little pod and that's it you know um so everything is is he in a Montessori school yes yes he is
5: yeah yeah it's good that's a big big difference in public school
6: yeah so that's the other thing is I'm coming from a private school option right um and that is why it was the right choice for us, right? Is because we had that option. Um, if, if we were going to send him to public school, we would have kept him home because I don't, I don't know the public school um, that he would go to and I wouldn't trust them yet. So, you know, that's another facet that everyone has to take into account is how
3: well do they know their school? How, well do you, how much do you trust your school to do the things that need to be done?
1: I'm trying to think what I would do if I still had little kids and, man, such a tough one. You guys who have young kids, trying to navigate this, figure it out.
3: B, I can't hear you. Could you guys hear Dr. B or no? Can you hear me now?
7: Okay. It's something to going on with Crisp. Sorry about that. Trying to be Crisp-tastic. Um, like with the kids, you know, Rowan would always pull back. You know, like Rowan was definitely the big fat housewife who would kind of Put her career on hold to take care of the kids. You know, I mean, you had so many fucking kids that one kid would be like imploding, or this kid would be, you know, having an issue and having one kid in Austin at, you know, the TSD, the school for the deaf, and, you know, their kid over here is getting kicked out, and then, you know, a significantly younger kid. And it's just like Rowan at one point just said, okay, I'll stay here and I'll man the fort. And, like that is a really nice privilege, you know, to just be like, okay, I'll be the one to, to hold back. And then we think about my mom, who's the feminist, you know, like we look at what happens when people choose that. You know, you, the, typically the cishet dude doesn't choose to stay home and manage things while the other partner goes out and, you know, the person who's working, their career is still moving forward and then the person who's staying home and making sure the kids and their careers are moving forward and their lives are moving forward. And so it's like, A, who wants that job? Maybe nobody, maybe some people. Um, But I just remember watching Rowan and having appreciation, like, I don't have kids, I have a dog. And Rowan has like 800 more kids than I would ever have. And just like admiring how she would just say, okay, you know, this kid is losing their mind or this kid's got this going and, and she would pull back and do what she had. And just like, how would that work today? You know, like 100% those kids wouldn't be going to school and she'd hate them she'd hate every last fucking one of those kids and would have to talk about how, you know, you Hate them all
1: equally. I wouldn't hate the deaf child or the child that was not biological or the foster kid any less or more than the other <laughs> ones, by the way. Equal opportunity, loathing of my children in that moment. We know how that is, it's okay to say it.
7: Mm-hmm. And you would have done it anyway. So I just remember thinking like, you know, wow. And then how would that work today? You totally would have done it again. So just have a lot of empathy for all of you guys having to make these like impossible choices like there's no right choice. There's no winner in this fucking game of, I don't know, what are we in the Hunger Games at this point. So um, And nobody signed up and no one, nothing. This is a forced game. I guess that is a lot like Hunger Games. I've seen that movie. And one of the any-
3: things that, oh, Go ahead. one of the things I keep seeing um, pop up is people made where the
6: ISDs forced everyone to make a decision whether you were online or in person and you're not allowed to switch your mind. You're not allowed to change your mind um, for at least the first quarter or something. So that's making it even harder is because you feel like you're going to
3: be stuck with whatever you choose. Um, Yeah. So you're backed in a corner, essentially.
5: Do you think that they're going to... Does anyone believe that cl- schools will close down come after first quarter, like when flu, se- flu season hits?
4: Yes. I'm fully expecting for that to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. <clears throat> okay.
2: Unfortunately, I think that some of it might also have to deal with the election and what happens in November and just what happens with regular flu and what happens with coronavirus. But really, we should all prepare for the worst. And if we come out on the other end satisfied, then, you know, that's like the light at the end of the tunnel, I guess. But it's too early to say for sure because there's so many factors in play.
7: Like, I think we'll see some teachers and um, like adults die, you know, get really sick from COVID and die. And then they'll be like, oh, well, it's just a few teachers or whatever. And then like a whole classroom will get really sick um, or two, or, you know, like a classroom here in Houston, a classroom, like, then we'll just see, you know, then you've got people who are going to outcry and be like, this isn't safe. And, you know, then they'll have to, to do something, but, um, I'm hip to this election. I woke up really, really angry at the post office, like not the post office because people are doing the best they can, but like the animals that are dying that are stuck in the post offices and, you know, food and they're dismantling machines and just basically putting machines at work when we sleep. They don't even have to like, they just work the machines and they're putting them in basically landfills because this is a big fucking joke. And it's just like, you know, like how how is that? forward moving of anything right so like it's real obvious what's kind of happening but people are gonna die um, have been dying and will continue to die and then when the right people die then something will change and it's so disgusting to me and I'm so sorry to be a part of this world watching all this happen not leaving. I'm not suicidal. I'm just saying it's hard to witness and I'm going to stay and we're going to hold the space and we're going to do it together as much as we can, but it's real disgusting.
1: It's a gritty time to be alive for sure. Okay. So is anybody worried about like what the decisions are making now, how that might impact their kids 20 years from now or when they hit puberty or those types of things as far as either cognitive development or social development?
5: I have that is my biggest fucking concern. I've moved my kid three times in the last eight months. We moved up to Virginia we moved back to Texas and now we're back in Virginia and the biggest thing when we were getting ready to come back up this this last time was he kept saying well are we bringing my things well what about my friends and you could see he's just having this inner turmoil tur- turmoil and and heartache and and he was just s- scared and stressed out and so we've just been talking him through everything and talking him through everything and After that first two weeks of us being here, I literally have hit up. I put a fucking post on Nextdoor being like, hey, who has a four-year-old wants to hang out? Like, uh, There's no dating app for parents to hang out with other, you know, like for your kids. Someone needs to come up with that so I can create a little profile for my kid and be like, he's four and a half and likes Pokemon and dinosaurs and slip and slides and swimming and monsters and bull, you know. Someone needs to come up with that app, okay? Because reaching out to people who you don't know, like, luckily, because I've lived here before, a few girls I know have kids who are similar in age, but I know it's not going to be beneficial to him because most of them are younger. And then my, there's kids on the street, but they're three years older than him and they don't have the patience for him. And there was like this huge scare yesterday, actually, that I'm not going to get into. But I'm, I'm wholeheartedly concerned about how kids, not only mine, are going to develop socially because kids nowadays, they, they live behind the computer anyway and they'll say things on the computer that they won't say in real, in, in real life, you know what I mean? To another person um, because they're, they're able to hide behind that screen. And I'm concerned that that's gonna become our new norm which isn't, I mean, I guess for like a radical sense, it's not a bad thing. But for a social interaction of like learning, like, hey, that's not okay to to say to someone. That that sort of I can't think of an example, but I'm I'm very I'm very concerned about social social aspect. I'm I I can't stop repeating that. I'm I am worried about my kids socially. Because he is so goddamn high energy, and it's and it's amazing. He's high energy, and he's. I tell him constantly that um, other kids get tired. Other kids get tired because he has so much energy, but his energy is like a superpower because no one else has that much energy. That's how I have to to make him not feel bad.
6: You just described my son <laughs> to a T. <laughs> Too much energy, loves to swim, loves Pokemon, dinosaurs, and video games. Um, and yeah, like I said, sending him back to school was just the best option. And um, because of that, right? Because that was the right choice for my kid. So I'm right there with you, Maggie. I I get it. Um, And it's hard. It's so hard to make all of these choices. And in the end, you just have to make the one that's best for your best for your kiddo.
5: So up here, they had an option. And it was it was a vote. It was do you want to send your kid back two days a week? Or do you want to do 100% virtual? And I voted for two days a week, literally just so he could socially interact with kids. And then the rest of the county that we're in was like actually it was because it was a majority vote voted no we're gonna do 100% virtual so here I am scrambling to find some kids his age to hang out with him because I can only play monster trucks and dinosaur city so many times before my brain is like you this coffee isn't working <laughs> so if anybody knows anybody in Alexandria, Virginia and has a four and a half year old and wants to chill, hit me up.
4: <laughs> I've honestly been worried about the social aspect of all of this for a while, like ever since realizing that this was going to really change our lives for a good amount of time. Um, just not even just school, but like, everything like the way we handle going to the grocery store not that my kids go to the grocery store with me but just as an example of how we treat life differently now and you know how everything is you know stay away from people don't touch things don't touch people don't you know like six feet apart that's fucking weird to grow up with as a child like all of a sudden, everywhere you go, everyone is wearing a mask. You don't even see people's, you know, full facial expressions. Like, all of these things combined are affecting our kids. Like, I know it. And it it's definitely been a worry of mine. And then add the school shit on top of that. Just, it
5: just sucks. Or And you say don't touch things, but, like, that's a sensory, sen- sensory sensorial mechanism, like when they're growing up, they need to learn, oh, don't touch that, that's hot, you know what I mean, like, oh, this is what cold feels like, this is hard, this is, this is sticky, like, don't touch things that are sticky in public, (laughs) your, your kids need to, kids need to learn that, they're not just gonna listen and be like, oh, well, my mom told me, because we grew up in a pandemic, like, don't touch this, this, and this, so it, it is, it's, it's very stressful, and here he is, Mr., Mr. Social Butterfly.
2: I am not as concerned as the rest of you. I, I really believe that kids are much more resilient than we give them credit for um, in the scope of things. Um, if you think about your you know, first through 12th grade experience, um, I, I just think that like, the more that we talk about it, I, I do see where everyone's coming from and um, the, the, how it can be. I feel it's going to be slightly detrimental, but as we come out of this, as the masks start to go away, as things start to reopen more than 50%, um, you know, those social behaviors are going to come back and, you know, the hugging is going to be allowed again one day. It might not be in six months. It might not even be in a year from now, but it, it will come back. And I think that um, when it does is when you will see kids thriving and just opening up, blossoming showing their true colors, and being able to, you know, really be themselves. Because right now, it is like a time of suppression for, you know, everyone, be home, don't touch, go away, stay away. And I know that can be hard, but um, kids are really resilient.
3: You know, that's a good point. Like I think about,
7: I grow um, microgreens and the first step you do, like you put them in the dirt and then you stack the trays of microgreens on top of each other and then you leave them in the dark. Um, And over like the next four days, you'll see the seeds like pushing up the trays above them. And they say, and you have to put bricks and shit on top of them. And they say it's like when the the tray is like almost about to fall off of it with the bricks or the tray on top of it, um, then it's the time to take it off and put it in the sunlight, right? Or we have little like UV lights or whatever, grow lights. And so... If you don't do that, the microgreens, they get really leggy and they don't know if they grow up or down and they kind of are really lazy um, and they don't taste as good. Their nutrition isn't as good. So I wonder if this is like that, you know, like having everything be dark and strengthened and our family units, which have been kind of weak, in my opinion, you know, they've just been very dispersed and now we're like these little units and pods. Will that be so strong that our kids won't be leggy. They'll be strong and they'll have a good sense of who they are and their ways of experiencing things and kind of what they want, too. They'll know, like, I really want to hug. I don't want to hug. I actually really liked not having to hug for a year and a half, you know, so learning about ourselves and then being able to advocate for ourselves. When we see people who wear a mask, we're not going to be like, oh, oh, oh. you know, because I think masks will be a part of our life forever they just will be like, if you're not feeling well, or you're not sure if it's sinuses, or if you might have a cold, so we'll just wear a mask, like, let's just be polite and wear a mask, and people aren't going to be like, oh, you just wear a mask, I don't fucking know, someone says, hey, how are you feeling, be like, I don't know, so I'm just going to wear a mask, take care of you, we're just being cool, right, so like, the world is shifting, and I'm not a child psychologist, but I am a fancy fucking psychologist and kids are super resilient and we are very adaptable as humans. I mean, that's kind of how we got here. Um, So I am curious as like to witness how we will change as adults and as kids. Just thinking about that analogy when Tiffany was talking, Tiffany and I have spent a lot of time together. We're really good friends. Um, just that picture of the microgreens and how I grow microgreens popped into my head. And I'm like, well, if it works for this tiny fucking seed, probably works for a human too. So I'm gonna have to get out my little clipboard and start taking notes and all this.
2: I still uh, second Maggie's idea of a parent, uh, (laughs) a parent, parent dating app I don't know what you would call it parent hookup app for kids because that was something that we definitely needed when we first moved here to Maryland and um you know goodness the pandemic wasn't hitting us then but um I can only imagine like what it's like for you Maggie because you moved in the midst of all this and your kiddos are you know, further apart in age, and just, like, a younger set, so I can definitely see, like, where the concern is.
5: Yeah, if someone, I'll I'll start researching on if there's an app out there, but I'm pretty sure there isn't, but just create a profile for your kid, and be like, hey, you got to be able to verify that you have like kids though it's got to be some sort of weird verification because otherwise you're going to get some pervs on there but if anyone's got a cool name to come up with for it let's 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 get this app rolling come come hang out with my kid michael told me so we we went on a walk last night and there's a there's a family on our street that have two little boys and they look to be close to Ronan's age we saw them and i was like hey i'm maggie blah 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 we just moved here. My kid's four and a half. How old's your kid? She was like, oh, they're both four and a half. And I was like, oh, they're twins. Cause they do not look like twins. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. So do you want to do a play date? And Michael, Gold, Michael, my husband was like, um, you came on a little strong there, like maybe a little too desperate for setting up a play date. And I was like, it's not desperation. It's me trying to look out for my kid. I feel like I'm just being like a fierce mom right now, trying to to, to help him socialize but Michael was like he said in hindsight he goes so you basically went up to her and go hi I'm Maggie this is my kid Ronan do you want to hang out and I was like there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong with that it's straight winning more to the of that and and to the point and it's no there's no sugar coating and I'm just like hey come hang out with my kid because he is hurting he wants to socially interact with kids who are close to his age and who will tolerate him because he is a big ball of energy and it is 100% his superpower. But seriously, if anyone has any ideas on how we can get that app rolling, I'll split the profits with you.
7: Well, I took a quick little how to make an app class and um, I think you can make an app out of Wix is the platform that you can kind of do it easy. Um, So you might want to Google it and just do it, like, you know, swipe left, swipe right. Um, And you're right, it has probably got to do with the verification as a big damn deal, because you don't want pervs and creepers. Um, But like, maybe it's like a family of like this, pick us, pick that, you know, like, do it. Um, If you've got a little bit of downtime, ha, ha, ha. But anyway, like making an app seemed really impossible until I took this how to make an app without code masterclass that she offered and then she'll like build you one for a gajillion dollars or you can um, sign up for the program for a gajillion dollars, which I will do at some point because I have, of course, an app in mind. Um, But she was talking about Wix. So maybe you can Google that. Get started. I'll sign up. I'll see if Coraline can find a buddy because she doesn't need another dog. She needs people to pet her and love on her. So, just saying.
5: Just some sort of neighborhood app, then, like, hey, do your kids want to come play with my dog. Even that would be, I'm, I'm, yes, my kid wants to come play with your dog. There's yes. not, without it being like, because I feel like people nowadays just think when I say things like that, they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, that's creepy. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, let kids fucking be kids. Stop. Everybody needs to chill out and smoke a bowl and realize that not everyone is not everything and not everyone needs to be so stuffy all the time.
7: (sighs) All right, y'all. Well, it's 12 o'clock and Rowan had to bounce because her computer died. So next week, uh, unless you guys have a topic, we'll probably check in on how everybody's doing with El Huracano. And if we don't have power or whatever, then we won't meet but we will certainly try and do our best and see each other online. If you guys do have a hot topic, of course, bring it or post it in the group. We are working on um, getting off of Facebook, trying to figure out how to do that. Um, We kinda wanna break up, but we still wanna have our community. So Rowan and I are looking at how to do that off Facebook. It's gotta be possible, I know it, so. Well, let's unmute ourselves and say how much we love each other.
5: Love you guys. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Love you all. Love Love you guys. Have a good day.
7: Be safe down there. Stay safe. Stay sane.
0: Are you wanting to join in the conversation but keep missing us live? Then sign up for text reminders at www.preggers.rocks. That's www.preggers.rocks. And we'll see you Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time.
3: Oh, thank you.